passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello, Braden Harrington here with John Ceno for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and yes, we are live on YouTube, and no, Davey Portman, my partner in crime, is, is not here, he's somewhere on a beach, he's uh, probably sipping a Mai Tai, smoking wow. a Cubano. Last picture I saw him, he was petting a flamingo and a, and a crocodile and a... Yep, and uh, I had a root canal today, and I watched NXT. Oof. So here to talk about it today with you, John Ceno. Hello, good sir. Yo, shout out Davey Portman, enjoying a nice, well-deserved holiday. He will return uh, this week, this Sunday, actually, on Poison Rana. But yes, he's on vacation. But Ceno popping in, holding the fort down. So Ceno, uh, what up, though? Ding dong! Hello, hello, hello! <laughs> I have to do that in a uh, Davey's honor. <laughs> Yeah, what up though? Um, yeah, man, I'm happy to uh, be here. This is my first official, I guess, Poison Rana appearance since the changeover. So, how's it been? How's the uh, it's still the new car smell? That's right. Oh, the new car smell smelled like Kush the second it started, uh, and it's been good the whole way through. Yeah, welcome. I mean, you've uh, been part of our crew for quite a while. Uh, up next has been the the Tuesday night delight on our feed for quite a while on our own Up Next feed, and now we've. We've uh, YouTubed our way on, into the post-wrestling feed for everyone who may or may not like us, and we, we have Up Next on that show. But uh, we have tons of other shows, including the Poison Rana feed, which I would recommend everyone to go check out. It's f- free to listen to all these different shows, including the, the weekly show with me and Davey talking about all the, the topics of wrestling each week. And then we also have some other shows, including a new show that, that drops once a month with you, Mr. Sino Evil, you and B Detroit. It's called What Up, Doe, and I think you guys have a new one, what, in, in a week or so? Yeah, in about a week or so, we're going to be recording another episode. We should have a special guest. Um, not 100% sure if it's going to happen or not, but it is a very close friend of mine that I made music with that we even uh, can talk about our, our our short stint in backyard wrestling as well, so we might get a lot Ooh. of interesting stories there. Um, but yeah, we'll be going over the Grammys. We made our Grammy predictions last time, so now the Grammys just happened yesterday, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that uh, and what else, you know, whatever else there is to talk about. 
Excellent. It's my newest favorite show. Obviously, it's on my Poison Rana feed, my own podcast feed. So I have to to give it the rub, but I genuinely love the chemistry between you two. So I uh, would recommend people checking that show out. Uh, also on that f- f- free feed, I mean, you do Shot in the Dark every week where you cover all the other wrestling uh, in 15 minutes or, or less. You You cover all the wrestling that I would never dare to watch in a week and you still do it and you still watch everything. What's uh, what's going on in the world of dark and dark elevation. And you, you know, what's funny know. just when I thought I was going to take a break with the uh, new Japan strong, like coming to an end of the okay, has one less show to talk about. Here comes MLW. We have a brand new show every Tuesday night called underground. So it's like, all right, there goes my hour. So I'm talking about that. Now I'm talking about, you know, AW dark, dark elevation had its 100th episode, uh, NXT level up. But I also talk about, our one common guilty pleasure in the world of wrestling that nobody else has. That is David McLean's women of wrestling. Wow. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, I love this show. So my shoot job, I work at CHCH. It's a television channel station uh, in Toronto, Hamilton area. And uh, we air it. Wow. On Saturday nights, 10 PM, check it out. And uh, I instantly like fell in love with this show, obviously being a wrestling fan. Uh, I was I, I actually kept telling my bosses like, yo, we got to get wrestling back on CH. They used to air retro wrestling back in the day. So to finally have wrestling back on the channel. And I mean, if you've read, I was it Forbes. Someone's covered women of wrestling because it's in the CBS like net of channels, yeah. even though, you know, the ratings might not be like a million viewers here or there. It's little by little. Like if it's you add all those up, ratings, yeah, it, it actually has a, like a lot of good ratings and yeah, it's a one hour show. It's really silly, but it's really fun. And I mean, you look at the, the who's who of who's come through there oh, and yeah. now featured on like not only NXT and AEW and stuff, but like, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. No, shout uh, out on um, Brandon Thurston. I'm pretty sure like Russell Nomics put up some ratings that I was reading about. Wow. Yeah. Being way better than impact and all these other companies. So um, yeah, I, I love this show. Like I said, everybody's gone through this. Like I kind of went back and Cherry picked some matches from the last season, and it was like Thunder Rosa was there, Kiera Hogan, Diamante, Nikita Lyons, like Giselle Shaw. It's like, well, these people, Thunder Rosa, like these people actually like went other places. So now it's like, you know, it could be like the next training ground. Who knows who's going to come out of this season? There's a lot of good talent here. What I like about it is it's a mixture of like independent wrestlers, and then it's a mixture of like actresses. It's a little bit of both. Right. Yeah. And they they all use different names, like. Like Lucha Underground, like the, it's hard to figure out who's who, and if you're not yeah. familiar with them beforehand, because I'm like trying to figure out their real social media or whatever, like to to support and stuff. And uh, I love it's it's all characters. Like I said, some of the wrestling can be can be tough, but some of the wrestling can be like really good. Uh, who who do you like from Wow? Who are some of your favorites? Oh, uh, I kind of like Candy Crush. Like she's one that surprisingly has no independent wrestling. Yeah, she's a straight actress as far as I know. So yeah. it's like for someone who has zero wrestling experience, I think she's doing pretty well. Um, ja- who's the one who was on SmackDown? A few Jasmine Allure. Jasmine Allure is going by G- Gen Z Jennifer Flores. Gen yeah, Z, she's, that's right, she's yeah. been on AEW Dark a bunch. She's pretty um, good. I could see big things for her down the line. Uh, I, I like uh, Coach Campanelli. Yes, the, I, that tag team storyline with her and Randy. <laughs> yeah, Rara, it's pretty really good. good it's like the bloodline essentially. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Sahara Spars. Who it looks like she just dropped that gimmick and now she's going by Amber Rodriguez, which I'm pretty sure is her shoot name. Okay. Um, and the only reason I know that is I looked up on Cage Match and I saw that uh, she is the cousin of uh, a former Patrick Clark. That's all I'll say. That's the connection there. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. 
Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, I, I lo- they have the Fab Four as well. They they have a tournament for the next world champion. I hope it's Leia Makoa. I've been super into it. It's a fun it's a fun show, and you can see like some of the wrestling and and some of the matches like can just it's just a again it's a really quick and easy watch. So I watch it every week, but I also work at CH. So, uh, but I recommend it. Any Canadian viewers. Uh, before we jump into some NXT, I watched some other things. I, I know you and B on What Up Bill will definitely be talking about uh, The Last of Us because I've, I've actually been keeping up with it. I never played the games, but uh, I just decided to to give the show a watch. I used to love The Walking Dead, so I was like, so, "All right." So going into it, did you know anything at all about the story? Like just little. I know it's about a a guy and a girl in a zombie apocalypse. I figured it was his daughter. Never really knew anything about it, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm now As I'm seeing see, Pedro. It's, it's a- Pascal everywhere. Yeah, like, as you can see, it's a, it's a lot deeper than than just like zombie invasion, or whatever. But yeah, uh, we're seeing him possibly make another uh, video game movie. If we could only hope, right? Oh man, yeah. Like SNL, they've not been very good for the past while, but I will give them all the flowers for this past week's episode with Pedro Pascal and Coldplay. Uh, Pedro was so funny, but they did a fake like sketch trailer for Pedro's next comic book HBO. Sorry, not comic book, video game, HBO collaboration, Mario Kart, the TV show. And like, I would watch this show. It looks so good. I would highly recommend trying to watch this sketch anywhere. Dude, on Twitter, Keenan Thompson as Bowser? Bowser? Like, oh, that. man. That was amazing. All I know is when the, the, the red shell gets thrown and it's like, you know, it, you know, you're done. You know, you're cooked when the red shell hits, you know? It- it looked really good, and I haven't really been keeping up with SNL, but like they've obviously the production. Their, oh, yeah, man. like their yeah. budget for this, like what two minute commercial, like trailer, fake trailer, yeah, fake, amazing, fake commercial, yeah, pretty nuts. Uh, I love that sketch, and I, I I had no idea really about Pedro Pascal before the Mandalorian, and I mean he's wearing a helmet the whole time, and then I liked him in this new show, and then my girlfriend was mentioning he's in that Nicolas Cage movie, so last night we watched that, and that yeah. he's. That movie is hilarious. What yeah. I can't, I don't know what it's called. I just call it the Nicolas Cage movie. Yeah, I forgot what it's called. Like the the, the unmassable the, weight. The, the un yeah the un, in, yeah. unmissable talent of Nicolas Cage or something. Yeah. yeah, that was a really good movie. I saw that in the theater, not really knowing much about it, and I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. Are Are you excited for uh, Cocaine Bear? Yes, I am actually. <laughs> uh, that is the the fine last art from of uh, Mr. Ray Liotta. Oh, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That is right. Uh, I, I am going to watch that movie just because of the pure ridiculousness of it. Maybe we'll definitely talk about it. Maybe even a review. I don't know when it's coming out, but it's, the name alone sells it. I think it's this month. I think it's the end of this month. I watched, uh, I know Booker T on commentary mentioned a- Axel Foley. Uh, I watched Eddie Murphy's newest movie uh, the other day as well. I told you I've, I had a root canal. So the past few days, uh, yesterday I was in a lot of pain just staying in, and, and that's what I was doing, just watching Last of Us and these movies. So that's and I watched with Jonah Hill, right? Is, Jonah is, Hill is, is and, and Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, Jonah Hill meets, like, the dad of his his bride-to-be, and it happens to be Eddie Murphy. It was it had, it had had some laughs. It didn't hit, like, maybe the way I thought it did, but it's still – it was pretty funny. Eddie Murphy is still one of my favorites, so I still kind of want to – I still check his stuff out, even though he, – he seems more gangster because on uh, – Jimmy Kimmel, he went, he promoted this movie. He was talking about it. And uh, he mentioned that um, something about like a snowstorm all these years ago in Buffalo, because that's where Rick James lived in Buffalo, New York. And I was like, well, okay, okay that's weird. And that's how like the, the song happened party all the time because uh, they got snowed yeah. in. And then mm. Rick James bet him like $10,000 or something like that. But yeah, I watched that movie and Jonah Hill. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I might check it out. 
Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, what else to talk about. This is where I can remind people also, if you want to hear some more of the podcasts that we do, you can check out patreon.com slash poison because it's only five bucks for a whole month's access. We just recorded a best match ever. Stephanie McMahon. We're all grown up. And we were joined by Maddie Edwards from Grapple, who's a huge WWE fan. And we discussed the best matches and moments of Stephanie McMahon as we pour one out and we see the, the, the queen leave the WWE. So we celebrate the career of Stephanie McMahon in the, the only way possible, watching her five-star classics. Uh, we also have another retro NXT review out this week. I'll be putting that up. And the Battle Royale review is up and so many other things. We're also doing a Lord of the Rings review in February, which is like, okay, we a lot of people actually pick that as their Patreon pick. And we, we keep saying no because it's so long. And finally, we caved. And we're going to be doing that in February. But yeah, uh, lots of shows. It's only five bucks. That's like pennies per podcast. Five, 500 podcasts on there. Go check us out, guys. And that's how we keep the lights on here, literally, because I bought a new lamp today from Amazon. So uh, shout out Patreon because we're looking good. Nice tonight. Looking ni- you're looking nice and lit today. Nice and lit. Literally. <laughs> literally, we are lit. Hey, we're on the 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 post Vengeance Day trail here. I guess on the road to stand and deliver. Did you watch Vengeance Day? We me and Davey, we did our whole Vengeance Day post show on this post wrestling feed on the YouTube. Go check it out. But Sino, were there any uh kind of thoughts from that show that you have? Yeah, I really loved the first match with Dijak and uh and uh Wesley. I thought that was like amazing. Like one of the best matches I've seen in this era of NXT. Then it kind of like not went downhill, but it kind of like just like kind of like stood like steadily like normal for the rest of the show. Like nothing else really happened that like, you know, I was expecting something big to happen and we get like Daba Kato, you know? So it's like, I don't know, like you started with this really big matches, big high and the rest of the show was like mid as they say. So it didn't really kind of put a damper for the rest of the night for me. Yeah, I, I really loved that first match. The rest of the show was it was fine. It was nothing too bad. I, I liked the angle that they're doing with Grayson Waller in the media scrum. Yeah, at, I didn't like, see that honestly. Like I heard yeah. about it, but I didn't actually see it till tonight's show, and that was actually really well done. Well, we start off tonight's episode of WWE NXT from Tuesday, February seventh, two thousand twenty-three, from the Capitol Wrestling Center, and we do in fact get a recap of Vengeance Day. And we see this, uh, well, we see Braun retain. Waller's pissed off. And during the media call, he he tells Sean, like, hey, why don't you push me? Is it because I don't wear hearts on my gear like all these other fans that work here? And then Matt Bloom tries to interfere. And he goes, oh, A-Train. What are you doing, A-Train? <laughs> that made me pop. That, that was hilarious. a great fit, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we start off tonight's show. And we have a huge announcement. The, the main event segment will be Ding Dong Hello. Featuring Bailey. Yes, she's back here in NXT with her with her show. And she's going to have Toxic Attraction on to settle uh, some, some differences. To talk it out or hug it out, if you will, because it's Bailey in NXT. So, yes, Bailey returning here to NXT. We start off, though, with Trick and Mello. Carmelo Hayes hot off his two... 2-0 victory, I guess you can say. His his uh, two out of three falls, straight falls, two falls, mellow in two. They come to the ring. Trick says that uh, Mello made a joke of Apollo Crews and that he turned Apollo Crews' visions into Stevie Wonder <laughs> as Mello once again pops at Trick's 
jokes here. Uh, it was no booty meat, but it was still pretty damn funny. Uh, he then, Mello grabs the mic and says that Mello is mutt, and Trick stops him and says, no, 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 don't say that one. And he goes, okay, Mello is mutt, no, 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 don't say that one either, referencing uh, a little Twitter spat that, what what happened, Car- Carmella? Yeah, so Carmella is going back to, like, her original gimmick that she had, like, NXT. Like, that's what she is. So now she's back to, like, Carmella is money, whatever. So I guess, like, her line back then was, was did she ever use Mella is money? Cause I yeah, remember. Mella is money. So oh, now yeah, yeah. she's saying, since she's back to that gimmick, she's telling Mello to stop taking her line. And then Mello was like, oh, which line? I have so many of them. And they just kind of went back and forth. But I don't know. It's probably, hopefully it's all in jest. He loves uh, mentioning Twitter stuff in his promos. It's funny. He then says, well, it's Mello in two because I beat Apollo two straight falls. Let's talk about it. He says that I had the right vision. He may have had the right vision, but he was with the wrong one. And he says, I am everything I say I am. Uh, Mello must be a huge Eminem fan. He says that I am the one. I am him. And he says, this is my destiny and says that it's time for him to go after. And he's referencing the NXT championship when he's interrupted by J.D. McDonough who comes out here and says, Mello, look at you. You are the coolest. You are him. You're just, you're not fit to hold my jock strap. And he starts to run this guy down. He says, uh, every time you're in the, in the club, you're getting a private room. Well, I send people to the emergency room. So why don't you tell your buddy trick there to go ahead and dial 911 ahead of time before I put you in there tonight. So that's when Mello says, yo, I'll fight you tonight. And that's what sets up our pretty much our real main event tonight, Mello and JD. But yeah, what'd you think of this opening segment? Um, I mean, I love Trick and I love Carmelo, but I feel like their like type of gimmicks is a weird clash with JD McDonough's. You know what I mean? I feel like those two styles don't really like mesh too well. So I feel like the promo exchange was a little weird. Like at one point, like JD was like, You count bottles, I count body parts. I was like, uh, I don't really know what's going on here. I know the match is going to be good, obviously, but um, just a weird thing to see. But I guess there is a lot of time between now and Stand and Deliver, right? You got like over a month. So I guess you have to build to these like mini storylines. We're going to have like a special in between, I'm guessing, because just a lot of time before you build that match up. Yeah, I mean, like we all assumed that was the number one contender match at Vengeance Day, but like now there's just like a beat all the other contenders. And there might be another one uh, who returns later tonight that might have to stake yep. his claim. We go to Kiana James and Fallon Henley backstage. Fallon seems a little pissed off. It seems maybe she watched back the tape of how uh, they won those titles. She says, I can't believe it. And then says, but I also can't believe it that you were on the phone with someone else, Kiana, the other week. When, and I heard you and I can't believe you didn't tell Briggs and Jensen, more specifically Jensen. Why didn't you tell him? In fact, let's go tell him right now while we're together and they walk into the locker room surprise (laughs) of surprise party by Briggs and Jensen because you know they won the titles so they're celebrating Kiana and Fallon and everyone's there there's red solo cups there's balloons you know it's a party when there's balloons and all all the Carmelo Hayes bottle girls are there (laughs) (laughs) no was it Grayson Waller Waller, yeah yeah uh, looks like a good time. So Fallon's kind of like, hmm, I wish we to- we got to talk, though, still. So, uh, yeah, more on more on that later. But there's a party going on NXT here tonight. We get a recap of WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. <laughs> I know this has been a topic on our show where they've just been replaying these WrestleMania 21 Hollywood trailers. But, like, we, we talked last week, me and Davey were saying that there should be, like, 
other they should just make new ones instead of like replaying the old ones as much as i love these old ones but they're playing the triple yeah. h braveheart one here uh what would you because we talked about reservoir dogs with the bloodline yeah uh, I, would do, I would do like like get out but i would have like the new day but then on the other side you have like lacey evans and like uh <laughs> I don't Dex- 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 dexter loomis like i don't think they would do no nah, i mean that's what i want to see but um I, an avatar of- one maybe avatar yeah i can see that like Fast and Furious one, but like the, the bloodline is the family. You know, you could do that. Yeah, something with Judgment Day. Dominic, you, you could do a with like Shawshank Redemption with a uh, Dominic. <laughs> yeah, Dominic and Shawshank yeah. Redemption. Yeah. Oh man, that would have been perfect. Yeah, true. But we but did, we're not this getting... one that I totally forgot about with with Triple H and, and Ric Flair. This one was pretty funny where Ric Flair just starts screaming like a maniac. And <laughs> I have to admit, this is my uh, my waiting uh, Princess Bride moment, but I've never actually seen Braveheart. Uh, I'm waiting for you, somebody to pick it or you guys to review it. So I have an excuse to watch it. I feel like I watched it years ago because, like, I was it in school? Maybe I feel like it's rated R, so maybe not. But yeah, I for some, I have seen it like maybe once, and probably not as a full grown adult. So maybe it is worth the shot. You know, I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I heard it's all right. Mel, Mel Gibson, whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. Disappeared. He saw <laughs> aliens and then he disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Wait, was that him? We go to the media call with HBK. This is where it shows the clip of Grayson Waller again coming in. And he, he's yelling at Shawn Michaels. A-Train separates him. And it's it's revealed that Waller is suspended tonight and won't be back until next week. So, yeah, one-week suspension. Yeah, nice gotten. little touch. Like, Vic Joseph, people, like, named the cities that he's not wrestling, like, for the coconut loop. He's like, he's not going to be here, and he's not going to be there. And it's like, okay, wow. that's a nice little touch to, like, kind of, like, let them know personally. Yeah. We go to our next match, Sol Ruka versus Zoe Stark. One-on-one here. I still love the Sol Ruka entrance, like, wave splash thing. Yeah, I love I how it just, that never goes away. And I like how, like, it just interrupts things. Like, yeah. it's like you'll be in the middle of a segment, you won't yeah. say nothing, it's just, like, splash in your face. Like, so good. Yeah, I, I want to see that, like, when she gets called up, like, WrestleMania, just yeah. do, like, a giant wave or something. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, it'll look awesome. She's got to ride in on a surfboard. Yes, her and Shinsuke. That besides yeah, besides besides that, she's kind of dropped like the surfer gimmick, right? Like she's not really leaning into it. You know? Yeah, she like it's weird. Like when they when they initially introduced her, I'm pretty sure it wasn't like surfer. It was more like kind of like yoga, like more like chill out, bro. Like chill type dude. Of, yeah, dude. it was more like that. But then they just went totally like surfer yeah. with the, the entrance and everything. Yeah. Well, Zoe Stark versus Sol Ruka here. They go back and forth early on, and Sol keeps escaping Zoe's moves. And again, she does these like handstands and backflips and front flips. She's like a gymnast or something. It's very impressive. There's one where she counters a move, and then in midair while flipping, hits an X factor on Zoe here. Shout out X Pac, and uh, she's she's just killing it here. Which leads Booker T on commentary to say that. She, he hasn't seen such incredible young talent since AJ Styles. Yeah, Booker <laughs> T says, Sol Ruka reminds him of AJ Styles. I think that's really high praise. I don't really know what he means, I guess, because she's, like, very athletic and stuff. Great, uh, you know, great comment from, from Booker T. I mean, maybe, you know, Sol Ruka. She is phenomenal. Yeah. She is. She is. Soul, uh, st- soul style. Soul Styles. There we the, go. <laughs> The soul clash. Um, so there's an STF applied by Zoe Stark as she grinds down on soul here and starts putting into different submissions like a cravat. Uh, and then there's a huge lariat from Zoe for a near fall. 
Soul comes back and lays her out and goes for her huge springboard splash, which is awesome. But Zoe scouts it with the knees up, eventually gets her up for the Zoe go round and pins Soul Ruka just like that. Uh, For what it was, like a quick little match, I thought it had some good stuff. But I do think you could have had Zoe beat anyone else because Soul is kind of like on this like a little bit of a hot streak. And I think this kind of instantly cooled her for a hot second. Uh, But Still, some some good stuff. And every time we see Sol Ruka, yeah, she's the one who can do the flips and stuff. But like every time she wrestles, so far it's it's clicking. Like the 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 different parts of the match, not just the moves, but the actual storytelling of a match and layout of a match. And she's definitely improving. And wrestling someone like Zoe is is how you get that way. So yeah, a quick little match, but I liked it. Yeah, and you can tell the difference. Like Sol Ruka is somebody who had like no wrestling experience at all coming into it. So you compare like her being trained here opposed to like her wrestling like for wow and see how much like different the difference would be you know what i mean like for somebody who has no wrestling experience so ruka looks like she's been doing indies for like three to four years um going into this match i thought the same thing i was like well why would they have these two people like that are both like getting these pushes you know one has to take a loss and i knew it was going to be ruka but at least she looked pretty strong you know in defeat there was one funny part on commentary where booker t was asking Vic if like bailey still has like the little the Bailey buddy bears or whatever. And Vic is like, no, what are you talking about? She's like, she dropped that gimmick like three years ago. Like years, you can tell Booker, like Booker T has no ago. idea. <laughs> Booker's like, so, yeah, she, you, she probably th- still thinks that she's like the hugger gimmick. It's like Booker, like pr- pretend like you watch the product. Yeah. Booker, haven't you been on the panel shows? <laughs> yeah. Uh, after this match, Zoe Stark tries to put the beat down on soul, even after beating her, but soul counters this and hits her with the soul snatcher. That like jumping, flipping cutter thing, which is still very impressive because she does. I mean, she gets put up on the turnbuckle, but she still hits it like out of nowhere. It's yeah, it's it, an impressive move. It's all her. Her opponent just has to like stand there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just need to drop. Yeah. yeah, it's safer than the what's the other one? The eclipse where like she jumps and twists and stuff like that. Because yeah. like then you got to eat the stunner and then jump and stuff. This yeah, is yeah, it. Yeah. You just drop down, <laughs> really. Uh, so Soul getting the the heat back, brother, after Zoe. So maybe they are staying forward with Soul Ruka. Rematch it. We go back to the party backstage, and everyone's having a good time. Uh, but there's Fallon, who's like, "Come on, Kiana, tell tell the truth, tell them the truth." When they're interrupted by pretty deadly, <laughs> but they show up to the party looking like Davey Portman after a few days in Cuba here, just really disheveled the button up tropical shirts, yep. like unbuttoned and like the hair you know, from the shirt, out of the shirt, the yeah. out, you know, they're just, they have bags under their eyes. Their hair is all a mess. They, they say that since losing at vengeance day, we haven't slept since that, like since, you know, Friday night, really, we haven't slept since losing and uh, Briggs offers them a drink. <laughs> He's like, you guys look like you need a drink. And he goes, no, we were so close, but it was you. And then they point over at Chase U as they go, you, you, with the hand sign. And they pretty deadly say, you're the reason why we are not the champions. And Andre Chase says, I could say the same about you to bleep. And he says, I'm really pissed off as Andre Chase has a few drinks and says, I want to get you. You guys are going to get your ass kicked tonight and challenges them to a match. And it's made official. Pretty Deadly, who are not even here with their gear, are going to go up against a uh, maybe intoxicated Andre Chase and two cousins. 
I'm liking this uh, this new pretty deadly look. I don't know if they're gonna stay like this or not. It kind of reminds me of a uh, broke Corbin, whatever he was. So I know like your worst nightmare would be like him coming up here as a manager now that JBL swore him off. I kind of teased that while we were watching the show, and you kind of almost like blocked me. Yeah, yeah, they're acting like the the whole down on their luck, like bum ass kind of thing. It it is pretty funny. It reminds me of I, I, when I was watching TNA and Impact. Fuck that owl. But Chelsea Green. When she yeah. that the reason why she wore the wedding dress and the makeup and like all that was because she just the storyline was she hadn't changed or showered since the mess, yeah. the, the wedding, which went yeah. on for like years, really. But yeah, I, pretty deadly. I hopefully find get their groove back later tonight. Someone who did get their groove back this past weekend. I know you were shocked, as was the whole pro wrestling world, when Daba Kato returned to Vengeance Day and took out and turned on his friend. Apollo Crews, he did not see it coming. And here he is tonight returning in action against Dante Chen. So Daba Kato versus Dante Chen. It goes the way you exactly thought. Daba just just fucks him up. Uh, is it is it like it's Daba Dash Kato? So is it one word or is like Daba his first name? Can I call him Daba? Like Daba Ranks? I mean, it's kind of like it's like Scooby Doo, Daba Kato, yeah, Daba. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that's cool. That's cool. Uh, there's a huge flapjack. And I mean, this guy is tall. So the way he throws this guy, they, they say it's like over seven feet tall there when he gets launched in the air, eight feet. Uh, Chen, however, fires back and eventually gets Daba down to his knees, but still not off, off his legs. And starts running at him with these double chops. Very impressive from Dante here. But then as he runs the ropes, he gets a receipt from Daba here. Now It was like, this is a chop. And he goes, no, no, no. This is a chop. And mm. just cracks him. And then hits the sit-out choke bomb for the one, two, three. Uh, for a quick little, what, one-minute, two-minute match? Very, like, high action, high intensity. And... You have to see the picture of Dante Chen's chest oh, oh my after this match he posted because it's just the dude's handprint with like blood and like it, the imprint. It, look, it looks like skin is being like graded off too. Oh. It's like oh, I can't, I couldn't like look too into it. Um, what's funny about this, like I for somebody who sees Dante Chen actually win on Level Up when he's on there, the double chop is his finisher. So he did that twice. Oh, to okay. Who didn't even like flinch to that? So that says a wow. lot. Um, but yeah, this is. You know, introduction to Dabakato with his like looking like Mr. X from Resident Evil with his trench coat coming out. Um, we'll see what you know. Hopefully, this doesn't last too long because I can't see Dabakato really doing anything of importance in NXT. Like, he looked good here, and it was obviously like each other making the selling from, from Chen here, but like. Yeah, what else can he do here? Is he going to be like a bully here? But for for what it was, I, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good because again, he was he was clubbing this guy. Like so. I know Davey mentioned it last week, how like they're testing in the house shows for him to be like Cora Jade's bodyguard. Like That's just right. do that. That's perfect. Like just stay there and occasionally wrestle, but you know, to stay behind one of the hottest stars on TV. So far, I just want to see him ch- keep chopping people at this yeah. point if he's going to do it like this. So uh, he's interviewed right after. Who Who is this? I keep call- calling her Quinn McKay because that's what was her name in Ring of Honor, yeah, right? She, yeah, she was a Quinn Kincaid. McKay. Now she's Kelly Kincaid. She, she's Kincaid, been doing really sorry. mostly on a level up. She does like backstage interviews. They haven't really used her on NXT proper. but um, She's great. She she's always yeah. been great. Yeah. She says, hey, Davikato, hoping to get a word. Why did you come back? He laughs and says, why don't you ask Apollo Crews? I dropped his ass. As he laughs and walks up the ramp. I think they just did this to show the, the height comparison between Kelly and Dabakato. And <laughs> it was like this. Oh, so it's, yeah. So I think that was the main thing. Because they never you really see, did that. You see uh, that guy who was on AEW who won the Golden Globe with, uh, and then got his head smashed yeah. in by Jeff. Yeah, yeah. He was on uh, one of those talk shows. 
Corden, James Corden, and yeah. they played the clip of him getting smashed. But then, like, in the picture, you see Satnam Singh. And James Corden just loses his mind being like, yo, how fucking tall is this guy over here? Who is this guy? Because the picture is, like, everyone who's, like, around six feet tall standing yeah, at a level. Yeah. And then they're at the, like, the guy's waist level. So they're like, he was like, I don't know who this is, but, like, this guy's tall. So it does show, like, non-wrestling fans are always like, whoa, this guy's yeah. pretty big. And Dabakato is a pretty big dude. Yeah, absolutely. He's improved since since uh, teaming with Apollo. Yeah, for sure. We go to a video from yesterday. It's, it's the Diamond Mind, and we see that Ivy has been injured, but she is cleared to wrestle, but uh, she won't be wrestling tonight. But uh, she, they're then interrupted by Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, and Isla says, hey, where were you, Tatum Paxley, when Nikita Lyons was attacked? Yes, the witch is accusing people of wrongdoing, and which is very uh, ironic. Uh, so she says, I think it was you. No one knows where you are. Paxley says, no, it wasn't me. I was here, and you guys know I was there, and then I was training, and then I was this. And and Isla says, you know, you got, you got a lot to say. You could have just said no, but you sound really guilty. And that's what sets up a match later Tatum Paxley versus Isla Dawn in a, in a little bit. But yeah, it seems to me, I, I think we, me and Dave, we were talking about last week, the two witches now, the two Scottish witches mm-hmm. are trying to, find, I mean, witches move in threes. Right, of course. A, a coven, you know, they have three. So maybe they're scouting for other witches. Yeah, when you guys the, brought that up, my first thought was maybe like a Blair Davenport. She kind of fits that. But then as soon as they bumped into Tatum, I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. She's like the young one. Like, it makes perfect sense. Oh, that yeah, t- yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Davenport. What was her name before? Uh, uh, um, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davenport though. She's Davenport, yeah. she's she's probably going to show up back. Yeah, that would be a good mix. All the U- and they're all from the the you know NXT UK. So uh, we see Isla Dawn and Alba Fire come out as be the a Priestley. Sorry, be a, be yeah, a be a Priestley. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We see Roxanne backstage, and uh, she says that she's really relieved that she got past her first title defense, and she put a beating on Toxic Attraction when Katana Chance and Caden Carter walk in, and they say, "Oh, wouldn't isn't it so nice that you both can can walk walk out of Charlotte? Sorry, that you could walk out of Charlotte as champion. We didn't get that luxury, which is the weirdest aggressive <laughs> comment." you could say to someone that's just like, Oh, you won. And we didn't is basically what she just should have just said. And says that, uh, you know, why don't, why don't you, the champ here in NXT help us get our rematch and another shot at the tag titles. And again, acting real heelish here. So basically they challenge Roxanne to find any friends. Roxanne says, Oh, well I'm champ now. I can definitely find some friends to face you next week. So it, it's a it's a match, and she'll reveal her partner later after she has to go make a few calls. Yeah, so. and originally my first thought was it's Natalia. It's always Natalia, right? And in the, the Total Divas video when they show NXT Legend, Natalia. when they show Roxanne Perez like hugging somebody, she hugged Natalia. So I'm like, okay. And then we finally find out somebody else, and I was very happy with the uh, my wrong decision there. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean I, I would be funny if it was Natalia. We saw yeah. Natalia versus what Cora, I think, right? Yeah, they just did yeah. that recently. So, well. We go to our next match. It's the witch versus the potential witch. Practical magic here. Tatum Paxley versus Isla Dawn. We have a great back and forth where they're countering, hitting different arm drags and up downs and drop downs. Very impressive uh, move from Tatum Paxley where she like does this flip and lands on her feet and then counters and does it again. It was 
pretty impressive. And then hits a series of strikes and kicks to Isla Dawn. But Isla's kind of selling it as if she likes it. She's enjoying the pain because she's a witch. Uh, however, is hit with an enzigiri from Paxley, which looked pretty sweet and only puts her down for an earfall. Paxley then hits her diamond mind dojo moves, including a gut wrench suplex for a near fall. However, it's like Alba fire who's ringside watching and Tatum kind of goes over and looks at her and glances her enough to be distracted. And we get the final cut from Isla Dawn to put her away here. Yeah. Nice little match here. You know, just kind of showing a little bit from both of these women. Um, yeah. And I mean, after we'll get to it, but Ivy Nile comes out and like, I hope it's not going to be one of those storylines where it's like, you think it's Tatum Paxley then it ends up being the other person that's Ivy Nile. I really hope they don't do that because that would ruin Ivy for me. You want but, Ivy? Do you think they're going to make Ivy the witch? I'm the just saying, they can, always do the, they can do the best. They can do the whole bait and switch where it's like, you think it's the person, but it's the other person that's helping her. Ivy Nile looks more like a, like a lichen with the chains and mm. stuff, right? I don't know if she's, she's a, a witch material but that's true because because what happens here so it's interesting you say that because they're definitely like trying to leave some some breadcrumbs to the witch's house see yeah see? and i'm pretty sure like I, I have to go back and watch the video but i'm pretty sure tatum paxley wasn't in the nikita lions video i think they were telling the truth with that okay so. oh interesting so yeah. after this though like after the match fire and isla look it looks as if they're gonna beat down when i ivy makes the save but i think they weren't going to beat her down. I think they were going to make her join and put some witchcraft on her. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think that's where the story is going to go. I think they are going to take Paxley away. In that promo earlier, they did also joke like, you're not even really in the diamond mind. You're just like their friend. So yeah. like you could be with us. And honestly, another person that they could do, like well, we'll get to at the end of the show, but somebody who can kind of go back to her old gimmick and a Gigi Dolan, I could see her possibly joining up with them as well. This is true. Yeah. I mean, it looks like they might be going different route with that, but I mean, that's what she used to do as yep. well. So yeah, not a, not a bad shout. Uh, I love, I love me some witches. I actually really like Isla Dawn and I think pairing her with Alba, like why not if they're not going to be main roster bound, but I, I think it works for them. They, they sell the, the character well, especially Isla. We see a car pull up in the parking lot, but we don't see who, who is getting out of this car and they're wearing some nice, some nice shoes, having a hard time holding them crocodiles down, them alligators down. They're very nice shoes, and they're getting out. But who could it be when I was talking with you and you <laughs> said it was Baron Corbin, and I almost <laughs> threw my TV off the fucking wall? Because, like, the, you know, the, like JBL, like, dumped him on Raw, and uh, John and Way were like, oh, yeah, maybe he'll go to NXT. So my first thought was somebody coming Why out. Why would John and Way wish that voodoo on us? Why would you wish that voodoo on me? <laughs> Do you remember? You were watching NXT when, like, Baron Corbin was doing the whole, like, pinning people, like, within, like, 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah, the whole, like, wholesale was, like, behind him. What happened yeah. to that guy? <laughs> like, I'm, that, that was a cool Baron Corbin. The cool Baron Corbin. Yeah. Was there was such a thing? A thing? I, once upon a the time. Skullet? Once Upon a Time at Full Sail. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. Yeah. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> the it's all about lot, parking lot. Parking yeah. lot scenes, like <laughs> opening the truck in the parking lot. Oh, that'd be great. Let's all do the it. best parking lot attacks. That'll, that'll, be a, that'll be a cool, like, WrestleMania Hollywood moment. You do, like, Reservoir Dogs or Tarantino, like, Pulp Fiction, but with, like, the NXT, like, roster. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Parking lot brawl. That's They do need to bring that back for 2K. Like, I know they're bringing in War Games for 2K23 or yeah. 24 or whatever, but, like, Bring in the NXT parking lot brawl. Don't be cowards. Let's do it. Go full. Yeah, they, go full. Let's go. They have to wait for like that big batch to like, promote and make toys out of it and all that. Exactly. And they'll, they'll put it in the games. 
We go to our next match, the match that was announced earlier, Carmelo Hayes versus J.D. McDonough. One-on-one here, kind of a number one contendership match, kind of, if you want to look at it that way. These two stare off as the bell rings. They just look at each other. Carmelo taunts J.D. by doing his classic uh, like basketball dribble taunt and the balling pose. But as he does it, J.D. walks over and kicks the imaginary ball away. <laughs> it's like something like gcw like type of thing here i don't the invisible man or whatever this was yeah this was this was uh aj styles at wrestle kingdom doing the bullet club oh, gun yeah, pose yeah. Shinsuke catching it, it eating it and scaring yeah. it away booker <laughs> t I, I laughed at this but booker t lost his mind watching it he was laughing oh. so hard he was like oh shit he's like this is about to go and, down and sh- shout out to vic joseph because i tweeted out that vic joseph was wearing the same uh button-up shirt that booker t debuted in in his uh, WWE, <laughs> and Vic Joseph like liked it. I'm like, yeah, you know it's true. It's the same shirt. He's like, yeah, that's why I wear it. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mello and JD, as we imagine, these two have some crazy back and forth. Uh, they're countering each other's counters and flipping and landing on each other's feet, and uh, t- just so many back and forth. I really thought that they were matching, and as they, as I thought they would, like the style's really great. Eventually, JD gets the best of Mello with this like suplex forward thrust onto the ropes. And then during picture in picture, it's JD just attacking the ribs and the back of Carmelo with this huge Uranagi and like backbreakers. As we come back, they're then rolling each other up back and forth. There's a huge Spanish fly from McDonough for a two count. Melo comes back though, hits the fadeaway, that like leg drop while the guy's hanging by the ropes for a two count. Eventually, Melo hits the cutter for a two count as well. And then his spinning, running satellite face buster, he's got to be one of the best guys to do it like that fast. I mean, this move has been like a lucha move for like since the start of time, but Melo has this crazy snap on it that like, wow, yeah, it looks great. And then he turns it into the crossface, but JD eventually gets out of it and gets to the ropes there. Uh, there's then a huge Liger bomb from McDonough for a near fall. And then Mello comes back with this jumping code breaker, which just looked awesome, but it's a kick out as well. And as the, as the, those two are still fighting, Ilya Dragunov runs down ringside, attacks Trick, who was trying to get involved in the match, which distracts J.D. McDonough and Carmelo Hayes. Melo rolls up McDonough and gets the one, two, three, and Carmelo is money, in fact. But the dragon is back. Ilya Dragunov, the czar, is back here in NXT, and he was the one getting out of the car, and it was not Baron Corbin, so it made it twice as nice for me. So, yeah, I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm happy to see him as well as some other talent that's going to be announced later on because I heard there was like issues with visas and yeah. them being able to wrestle. So it looks like they finally got all that cleared up. Um, what I said earlier about uh, Carmelo and JD like promos not matching, complete opposite in the ring because these two have like great chemistry from the yeah. get go. I I was upset how the match ended with the distraction finish, or whatever. So I definitely want to see them go at it again and give it a little bit more time. But everything you know was perfect with these two guys. Just, I want to see it again. I want to see that actual official match. Yeah, I, I do think there's probably a lot in the tank between these two. But for a standard TV match, they still got a lot of fun back and forth. And the styles meshed really well. Both kind of similar size. Uh, but seeing seeing Dragunov come back now with the stare, stare down to Mello, I mean, I imagine we're getting that. And that changes things, changes a lot of things now. Because as soon as uh, like Dragunov attacked JD, like Mello was gone. So clearly we're going to go to Dragunov and... 
JD again, but like, is that a stand and deliver match? Do we just get it on TV? Like, are we going to have Dragon? I, I just imagine Dragonov wasn't coming back for a while. And there's, figured- there's, a, there's a lot of contenders, man. You, you still got Tyler Bate, you know, you yeah. got, you know, Grayson Waller still in the mix, obviously. Like, you got a lot of people like contention. They ever do like yeah. Elimination Chamber style with the NXT guys. Like, that'd be kind of a cool thing. Yeah, cool you could do you could do like a multi man match or some sort of thing at the pay per view as well. Now that you have a lot of these other big time players, but I still think Melo and Braun is still a big match. But Dragonov is, is a draw so you, for me. When you bring in somebody like Dragon Lee, do you put him straight in the main title picture? Or Bro, do you Dragon like, v Dragon, stand and deliver. Right, okay, like, right I now. feel like he has to be in the title picture right away. Like you can't have him yeah. fighting like Axiom. I mean, him and Axiom, I guess, would be a cool one off. But other than that, and what well, he had visa issues too. What's going? What's with visa issues in wrestling? I don't These know. Days. Man. Kenny Omega was being held back. Biggest like, deal in wrestling is visas. Mm. Twenty twenty three. Well, uh, yeah, Dragonov back. I'm super excited. Him versus anyone is he, he needs to be on the main roster to be honest. But uh, away from Gunther for a long time as well. Mm. But right now, if he, if he's here, sure, because instantly becomes my my draw for this show. He is so good, and definitely anytime this guy will wrestle on TV, I tell you, it is it is worth tuning in to watch. So as soon as they announce. The JD match, which I'm sure is announced, whether it's next week or the week after, like it's going to happen and it will be a cracker. So can't wait. We see Tiffany Stratton backstage and she's with Thea Hale, who keeps talking her ear off as Tiffany's like, I don't know. What is she so pissed off about? Like, I don't understand like what their major gripe was. Like, what did I miss? Like, did they have some interaction? Thea? Yeah. Thea and Tiffany. Yeah. They're, she, Thea's just always scrappy doing, and just always upset. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, why is she so Uh, mad? Thea says, hey, Tiffany, why don't you like chase you? It's almost like, hey, would you like to join our university? <laughs> we have cookies. Tiffany says, go away. Uh, chase you is tacky and annoying and just like you, and no one likes chase you. Tiff- uh, sorry, Thea says, well, Professor Shelby tells me to breathe in three times. Hmm. Shelby, the same Shelby. Shelby. <laughs> is that Shelby like the therapist? From- I think so. Daniel Bryan and Kane. They're gonna bring him back. They're gonna bring him back. They're gonna bring him back to NXT. Yes, please. Professor Doctor Shelby, whatever you want to call him, he's coming back. Uh, Thea Thea says, "You know what, Tiffany? If you don't like Chase U, then I got two words for you." And Tiffany says, "What? Chase U?" And she goes, "No, suck it." And then she laughs at her own joke. And then, out of the darkness, out of nowhere, the Rock's kid, Ava Rain, <laughs> Young Rock kidnaps Thea Hale by putting what I presume is chloroform over her mouth <laughs> and dragging her off screen. Tiffany is, is, is unaware of this and looks around and goes, oh, I guess she left and is happy that she's not talking anymore. But first, yeah. Uh, first of all, okay. Before the kidnapping of uh, the segment, I didn't expect to see Thea Hale do the suck. It's like, it would be the only like uh, HBK thing we see sprinkled throughout the show. But like, I didn't expect her to say that. And then, like, when that happened, I'm like, okay, we're going to go to commercial. And I literally turned away, and, like, in the corner of my eye, I just see, like, woof. I was like, wait, what was that? Like, it was like a ninja in the night. Just, like, and I was like, yeah, Ava Rain just kidnapped and killed Thea Hale. Yeah, I don't know if this – look, there's a lot of attempted murder. We talk about scary parking lots at night here in Florida in NXT. But, like, this is someone straight up putting their their hand around someone's mouth and dragging them off into, like, another room or something. I'm pretty sure Dwayne did that to Vin Diesel in one of the Fast and Furious movies at one point, right? Just kind of choked them back. Yeah, but I think Vin won the fight in the movie. Yeah, he did. That's why The Rock never came back. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But it's okay. The Rock goes to the Grammys, but he won't show up. Uh, at the WWE. Yeah, he's like over there like trying to pitch a match like what, you know, him and against like Versus Jay-Z. Adele? Beyonce was there. He's talking to Beyonce and Jay-Z at one point trying to set up a tag team match or something. I don't know what was going on. 
Well, with the, I don't know if I, I, as much as you know, Jay probably is my you know he's Hove, he's the god of MC, but yeah. I, I just don't know if I would want to see him wrestle. <laughs> you don't want to see Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch against Jay Z and Beyonce. I don't. I don't know. Would Jay? Would Jay Z's finisher be the diamond oh, cutter? The diamond cutter. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, like a whole elbow or something. Like yeah, you do a lot. Well, well Beyonce's finisher would be like what the the, the halo, the bees bomb or something. The, the halo. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's what that's, is that's wrong a, with us. This is the topic for uh, for what up though. I'm gonna pitch it to. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. We're gonna do like a new version of Def Jam, like Vendetta. Yeah, but, I mean like, what. Is, Rick, Rick, we saw Action Bronson wrestle, but like, when the fuck is Rick Ross gonna wrestle? Let's go. Yeah, I'm still waiting for Bow Wow to challenge for the uh, you know X Division title, whatever he's gonna do. Like, Rick Ross is Rick Ross with the wing stop stuff. He'd do the wing drop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're 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 poking, we're changing the topic because we don't want to talk about how someone possibly could have kidnapped and might be charged and arrested for using chloroform. Possibly, yeah. it was like Ace Ventura when he chloroformed <laughs> with yeah. Ava Rain uh, here. So yeah. Thea Hale, I hope she's okay. We go back to the party, and it's a good time. And Fallon goes, hey, you know what, Jensen? Kiana has something to tell you. And he goes, never mind that. Me and Kiana have big plans because next week is Valentine's Day, and I have a Valentine's date with Kiana. So what did you want to tell me? And she says, uh, never mind. So, yeah, next week we're getting a date. Uh, Brooks... Brooks Jensen says he's never had a Valentine's date, so he's very excited. And NXT is going to be on Valentine's Day, so I feel like a, a Dominic Mysterio might want to take a real Ripley, you know, down to uh, the CWC for Valentine's Day to film a segment. I think for next week, that would be a great Valentine's Day NXT segment. But yeah, uh, love is going to be in the air next week. At one with- point, Josh Briggs said, "Like I can't wait." I thought he said, "I can't wait to meet Chris Elliott." I was like, "Chris Elliott," and I rewinded Chase like, Elliott, Chase Elliott, which is like a NASCAR racer. I thought he wanted to meet Cactus Chris, the winner of the. 2020 of Dex Rumble. <laughs> Chris Elliott. Yeah. Who's Chase Elliott? Uh, he's a NASCAR driver, I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was really excited. You see all the NASCAR stuff with Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio, I guess. So they're working with NASCAR a lot, I guess. I Maybe did, yeah. I mean, send, hey, it's popular. They should send uh, Brooks, you know, Jensen and a Briggs down there. That would be pretty sweet. I, you know, I watched uh, Days of Thunder for the first time this week. Ooh. Well, it was very similar to Top Gun, right? I always it's like the same movie, yeah, but they, it's, it's not – Jets, it's cars. It's, yeah, it's the racing Top Gun is how I, I say it. It's a really underrated movie. I feel like not a lot of people talk about it. It kind of came out like in the middle of like other movies. It's it's weird though, because I watched Talladega Nights like many times, way before I watched Days of Thunder and Days of and that's like totally a ripoff of yeah. thing. And John C. Riley's in both. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's weird. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've been on a Tom Cruise kick lately. Uh I did that during the pandemic. I went through like all his like eighties movies and I, I think I stopped right before Days of Thunder, but I saw like all, all the 80s ones are good. You gotta, gotta I have go a few I haven't seen that I got to see. So, um, yeah. The Shout one with, out. um, oh, what was the one? With, there was a pool one. It was called like, The Color. I forgot what it was called. Like, that was Cocktail? a really good one. Cocktail's another good one. <laughs> Cocktail's the one you're going to want to see. You're going to see. That was filmed in Toronto. Yeah. Well, Dance in Toronto. Cave. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you're going to see that. It's going to give you inspirations for the cafe bar, I feel like. F- Flare bartending. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Tom Cruise. Shout out Scientology. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was, an <laughs> it was nice talking to you. As our chat gets disconnected. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co. We go to back to NXT. Shout out Days of Thunder. 
so yeah, Valentine's Day next week. Uh, I'm sure they'll announce other segments for that. But we see Valentina Feroz with Wendy Chu going up against Lyra Valkyria. So it's uh, the Bird Lady Open Challenge, and Feroz has accepted this. And she's she's uh, like fixed the relationship with Wendy Chu. She's sided with Wendy, and she's on her side, and not so much Electra. Lopez. Uh, there's some great takedowns from Valentina here against Lyra, Lyra, Lyra here because she's like doing some side chain wrestling. And like we've always said, Valentina Feroz is, is pretty good at that and gets to showcase it even just a little bit here. Uh, Valkyria hits this huge axe kick to like the crown of the head, which looked pretty good. Electra Lopez comes out and somewhat distracts Valkyria, but then she counters uh, Valentina's move and then hits this huge spin kick very Booker T-esque as Booker T says, hey, that was a nice kick. And it's over just like that. Feroz loses. But uh, for what it was, at least you got to kind of showcase and they're still continuing this story with Electra Lopez. Sino, I know you are the biggest Valentina Feroz fan. Legit, you were the one who put us on to us when we all didn't even know who she was yet. And you've seen her live a bunch. Yeah. What's I, going on with this storyline? <laughs> no, I, I I bumped into her once at the Grand Central Terminal. And I was like, hey, big fan of yours. I've been watching you. I think back then, like she was like wrestling on 205 Live, I think, even before. And, you know, just kind of connected with her and everything. And, and want to support her now. And, like, I feel like she had a good thing going, unfortunately, with Ulyssa Leon. I feel like I got a little sidetracked with her being injured, unfortunately. Um, but I feel like this is a good direction for her. I, I, I still I think I would need to see her team with Electra. I think that's where it's going. They should tease. They should tease that she could be one of the witches. Who, uh, Valentina? Yeah, yeah. Because she's she's like, look. So it's proving that Electra Lopez was right. You know what I mean? Like, look, she's yeah. she's like, no, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to cheat to win. But then she didn't, and she loses. So like, clearly now she's going to decide to leave Wendy Chu for good and side with Electra. I just see it going that way, and I think she'd make a quite interesting heel. As much as I think she's so like kind of naturally nice and kind of bubbly, but. I can see that. I can see her kind of because I know she's actually really close to uh, Ty Mello. I can see her kind of having like the same type of. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure about Valentina Feroz's like background of what she's trained in, but like from the short little matches she's had. No, she's she's done like I think she's done the same stuff as Ty Mello. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense because she's actually like definitely leagues above when it comes to actual some of the like wrestling and takedowns and strikes and stuff. She's very impressive. So I I do see big things for her down the line. And you know what? Uh, Valkyria, who's kind of new here to NXT on Tuesday nights, she's someone who's pretty good. I I, I know we we joke that she's the bird lady, but at least it's something that you kind of can remember her by. But I I think she's pretty good, too. And they're definitely going to lead towards that eventual Cora Jade match. Yeah, she. The thing with her is like I started to watch her when in NXT UK, and like she was she debuted like right before the pandemic hit. So her whole run there was like with uh, no fans. So it was very yeah. hard to gauge like is she going to be taken seriously? Like, and now it's like the first time seeing her in front of a crowd. So it is a little odd. I feel like yeah. she worked she worked a lot better when there was no crowd because she would use that to her advantage with her promos in the dark and all that. So I guess now it's like and now she's the crazy bird lady. You now it's a little weird. <laughs> Shout out bird ladies. Well, we go to. Wesley, a 24-hour video diary from his weekend, in, including Vengeance Day. And we see like this like video diary he was doing where he's traveling to Charlotte for the pay-per-view. We see Erica, his wife. She's being interviewed here. She says he works so hard. She starts to cry. She starts to bawl. Uh, she, he, it shows 
clips of him signing autographs outside the venue and him saying that he's going to hold on to this title for a very long time. It doesn't matter who it is, but I will go through you, over you, under you. I will beat anyone in my way. Throw the W's up. Uh, a pretty cool video package. Like something that they haven't really showcased with this guy is something that has definitely like been the faults of NXT and the character is not really explaining what he is and just making him kind of do goofy promos without really having much backstory other than oh I'm I've I had a bad year. It's like okay, well why? Well, I we don't want to talk about it. We yeah, might ima- talk, we might talk like- about that. But. Imagine, imagine you're not on social media and you just watch the show and you're like, wait, what, yeah. what happened to this partner? Did he die? Exactly. Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Like, they don't explain anything. Um, but so, I love this. I love this segment because it kind of reminded me of like they don't even do them anymore. But for the old like network specials, like Twenty Four or The Day of, would have like you know similar film segments to this, and like it was good to see like you know them actually utilize this. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed that they actually kind of sh- show him more humanized. And again, not just goofy, like him showing him like signing autograph, showing that him, like, he, you know, his, his wife, his life his his, and you know, wrestlers traveling is still something that they don't really showcase or talk about this, the struggles that they go through time to time. If anything, I need a 24 video diary of wrestlers when their flights get changed or when they lo- lose their luggage. Cause they'll definitely be cutting the craziest promos on TikTok when that happens, which I'm oh, yeah. sure it happens way more than you think. So like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as this video ends, it cuts to McKenzie with Wes live. And he says, yes, I beat Dijak. But he says, did anyone take a look at Dijak's finger? Oh, yeah, we did. I hope he's okay. He then is met by Tony D'Angelo and Stax and says, like, hey, you know, if it wasn't because of us, you wouldn't have won on Saturday. And we didn't see us in your little video there referencing our help. And, you know, now you owe us a favor because we did you a favor, you know, mob rules, mafia rules. Wes says, okay, well, how about one of you uh, face me next week? Maybe one of you two will have the cannolis to step up. So possibly getting someone from the D'Angelo family to face Wes for the title next week. Yeah, I'm trying to think like Tony D'Angelo, like he wrestled on main event, believe it or not, like last week. But I feel like he hasn't really been wrestling on NXT that much. It's mostly been Stax doing all the matches. So I feel like we're going to see Stax and Wesley. I feel like that would be a better matchup anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the route to go, especially what we see a little, a little bit later. But I would I would I, I think that would be the match that we, we go yeah. to. But yeah, uh, pretty cool video for Wes. I think that was kind of needed for the character. But that does bring me into a little side conversation about a tweet that came out yesterday. You probably know where I'm going with this from MJF who uh, was vocal about a one Nash Carter, Wesley's former partner who was released from WWE a little while ago. Uh, MJF did tweet about it when it happened and, and deleted the tweets, but has put out a tweet now just yesterday, basically saying uh, Zachary Wentz isn't an anti-Semite. I lived with him. The fact he's not on TV right now because a girl who got caught lying about abuse couldn't handle a breakup and posted a photo of doing him something in jest is wild. Uh, that's the quote. That's the tweet from Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And it, I, I mean, when it happened, I think that was something that a lot of fans and uh, everyone kind of in the wrestling community was kind of seeing it that way. Obviously posting a picture, getting a picture posted with a guy with the Hitler mustache in any way, shape or form is, is obviously bad. To not trying to defend it. It does look like the photo was from a v- even way long ago, years ago, when the guy was like, you know, maybe like 18, if that. Uh, seeing Nash Carter being booked in a lot of indie promotions since this and not seeing 
Kimberly being booked in uh, other places is also interesting. Uh, just just saying. So yeah, I, I mean, yeah, wrestling. Yeah, right. I'm trying to the last time I even saw Kimberly because I know she was like for Impact, and then like some of the dirt sheets are saying, oh, she got released, but then she like denied it. But then like I don't think she ever came back after that. So I don't. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing Kimberly anywhere. Um, but yeah, this is like not the first time like you, like you said that MGF has done this. The first time didn't really cause any traction because he deleted it. But now this one's getting a lot of traction. A lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are like open up their eyes about the situation a little bit more. So it's, it's interesting that he's doing this, and you know he's working for somebody who could possibly give him a job if he wanted to. Uh, Maxwell Free- Jacob Freeman also tweeted: "When a wrestler who shall rename." Remain nameless, keep my car and called me a not going to repeat that word. Zachary went out of his way to when everyone else turned a blind eye to check on me. The court of Twitter can sometimes get dirt bags out of our industry, but the court isn't always right. So uh, maybe Stax or Tony D won't be answering Wesley's challenge next week on Tuesday night. I don't know. It's a tough conversation to have, right? Uh, I have uh, a bunch of friends who uh, are in the Jewish community and uh Kind, you know, they don't know who this wrestler is, but they are, you know, they have also said to me, like, it, this guy looked like he was a, like a kid basically when he took these photos. Still doesn't make it right, but I think uh, he's learned a lot, like, from there. And I don't know. Uh, it is interesting. I, I am a fan of Nash Carter. I can definitely, you know, kind of side with what MJF is saying here in the tweets uh, just from yesterday. But yeah. you know, it's crazy. Like, I was watching before, I was like cleaning up my room and I was like, want to put on an old show just for the whatever. And I put on Everybody Loves Raymond. And then, like, the first episode, there's like a joke of like a little baby with like a little Hitler statue. And everyone's like laughing. I'm like, this is not even that long ago. And like, you know, it's like treated like whatever. And now this guy's like, this happens. And it's like his whole career is like shut down. It sucks. But, um, you know, I don't know what to say. Like, honestly, the fact that MGF is pushing this is making me seem like it's going get, to get a little bit more traction than it probably would if anybody else would have tweeted it, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll we'll see. I, I maybe there's a, a chance he 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 comes back to WWE, but uh, yeah, I I feel like WWE not doing the classic Wes doing like, well, I had a rough year kind of thing. Like, well, I feel like Nash Carter may have had a rougher year, but uh, still uh, interesting. Uh, but would love to hear people's thoughts. Again, I'm not. Again, I don't want to sound like you know this is right, this is wrong. But I do, reading reading that tweet from MJF definitely puts uh, opinions in people's minds uh, of of the guy in in the right way. I would say so. Uh, shout out MJF for for doing that stuff, that kinds of stuff. Sometimes that's a good question. Next time you and Jordan uh, do a show to present that to our brother Jordan and see what his thoughts would be. This is this is yeah. true. Yeah. We go to a promo from Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is pissed off at Grayson Waller. He says, "Hey Grayson." You want to disrespect someone? Well, how about next week you try to disrespect me? He says you you're not you're not here because you've been uh, banned from NXT for a week, but next week you're back. So face me, face me next week, and it is official: Grayson Waller versus Tyler Bate on NXT next week. So that could be pretty good. Yeah, I don't think they've no they wouldn't have had a chance to wrestle. Yes, that's gonna be a pretty good match for first. Yeah. Well, we go to our next match, and we have. I have Booker T. I think I was just writing down what Booker T was going off on uh, something, <laughs> something here. It's stacks with Tony D'Angelo who oh, comes yeah. out. He, Booker T went off in this match. He was going on about like the mob and like the history of them growing up and like the different rules they have to learn. And then there was like total silence. And Booker T's like, you're not going to say nothing, Vic. And Vic is like, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know. What to say. <laughs> I don't say. Yeah. Uh, Odyssey Jones 
versus Stacks. Booker T's talking about Odyssey Jones going down to the bodega and getting some extra sauce on it. And I was like, what are you talking about? But also, I love it. So, like, yeah. yeah Booker uh, T's okay. definitely growing on me. Like, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think everyone. Everybody, uh, like, everybody, like, like groans when they first hear Booker T on commentary, but then they forget how much fun he is when he actually does it. Like, it that's gets, the thing. It gets He's good. fun. It gets good. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, Jones is just beating down on stacks every team every time stacks runs the ropes he hit he gets hit with his huge shoulder blocks and gets overpowered instantly by jones uh eventually stacks hits this like guillotine ddt to the apron uh which was pretty sweet actually and jones sells it like he's pretty hurt when we come back in though jones catches stacks with the sidewalk slam and then this like running rolling senton thing which was pretty quick especially for the size of jones uh could be a move that looks pretty impressive going forward like if he keeps in this in his arsenal however stacks comes back and then starts to grind down on jones sets him up for this move and this is pretty sweet it's like the curb stomp the seth rollins stomp but he uses his knee when he hits you with it and gets the one two three and a pretty upset of a victory over Odyssey Jones here, which leads us to believe Stax will be the one facing Wes next week. But yeah, pretty cool knee, knee drop, knee. Yeah, whenever he does that, it reminds me of the scene in uh, in Goodfellas, like when Joe Pesci and all of them, like they start beating down on what's his face with the white hair. They start beating down on him with, <laughs> yeah, the, with the, the shine box. Yeah, it reminds me of that scene, like the way he like delivers it. I'm actually surprised that like Odyssey Jones would be the person to like lose here. I would have probably swapped out Dante Chen and put Odyssey Jones with Dabakato and then put Dante Chen on this match because I feel like. Odyssey's a pretty big guy to be losing to Stacks, but it gives Stacks a lot of you know, credential, I guess, to build yeah. a team that big. Well, Stacks wins, Odyssey Jones loses, and I guess he gets a title shot next week. We get a video for Jinder Mahal and Sanga and Veer in Dashir. Jinder says that these two are icons over in India. We get the footage of these videos we've seen with them just being swarmed by fans all over uh, the world. And he says that finally we get, we're getting the respect since they beat Diamond Mind. And now we told the world and they witnessed the devastation of the Creed brothers. And now these superstars are going to take over NXT. I was like, wait, what? NXT takeover starts now. I was like, wait a second. We're not using that name here anymore, guys. Come on. He says that there's no other teams that could beat us and that sooner or later that we, were, we will all be draped in gold. So yes, it's going to be the the prophecy of Indusheer, draped all draped in gold. Like you know, what's funny is you joke about them saying takeover, but like during the pandemic, even right before they were trying to launch like NXT in India, like an actual like NXT brand. India. And they even did like a special for the network or something. Yeah, remember they filmed some weird. WWE yeah. specials. Yeah. Um, they even I think uh, Satnam Singh I think was part of it if I'm not mistaken I think he was on the show so like for them to tease this I wouldn't be surprised if they're setting up an NXT Takeover India and just have them you know NXT have Takeover show. India just wow. one show like a, you Remember, know how they go to, yeah. yeah wasn't there things where like they would edit the shows back in the day to make you know certain people look like baby faces yeah. and and stuff like that like would it be funny if they filmed one of these specials where like Jinder and then Dashir win the titles two different endings yeah 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 and they just never air it over here they just air it over there everyone will be happy and their timeline it's like he's the champion still he, <laughs> he'd be Roman Reigns in his timeline somehow like, okay it's sure pretty sweet uh, I'm waiting for the Creeds to get Roddy back and we get this six-man tag match. I think that's something that needs to happen down the line. Unless we get more multi-man tag matches at Stand and Deliver down the line for those titles. Uh, well, we get Pr- Chase U making their entrance and uh, they'll be wrestling after the commercial break. When we come back from break, we see Roxanne Perez leaving. So the champ doesn't even stay for the whole show. 
come on. Who does she? She's she's so new to this business. You know, you know, you know. It's funny. I, I'm not gonna say their name. I'm not gonna put them on blast. But um, I went to an independent wrestling show this past weekend, and during the main event, like I was seeing wrestlers that were leaving. Like I'm like, dude, like this is like some big stars in the ring. I don't know if you should be leaving, but whatever. I'm not gonna say nothing. But like, yeah, it's a little. Dis- I was always told like, you know, that's not a thing to do. Everybody, yeah. Know, so, huh? What can I yeah. say? Yeah, when you go to those Ring of Honor shows, you would always see the talent peeking out to watch yeah. the main event. Like that's the way. Yeah, these dudes like their luggage leaving the door as they're making their entrances in the main event. Like, what? Like, that's your heavyweight champion. But well, Roxanne's leaving, and she's they're they're trying to get a word in with her. Like, hey, have you found a partner for next week? And she says, Yes, I did. I just got off the phone. Says Roxanne, and my partner next week to face Caden and Katana will be Miko Satamura. What if she would have said Nia Jax? Stop it. First, you, you're, you're wishing Eric Corbin. 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 No, would when, you wish when she, these things? When she said Mako, I totally forgot about her. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Like if, Mako if, Sadamore. Yeah, Tyler Bates back. She'll be back. Um, So I'm, I'm that's going to be great. That's going to be amazing. To see this should be pretty good. You know, yeah. uh, Caden and Katana, Miko and Roxanne. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was going to mention this before one of the other segments. I think it was with the Soul Ruka match. Like, I feel like they need, like, a second NXT women's title. Like, like a middle, you know, something for them to fight with. Because you have all these people like a Mako, like a Soul Ruka, that I feel like will probably not get the NXT women's title. But I can see them getting, like, an intercontinental title, whatever you want to call it, for the NXT women's division. I feel like there's too many titles in wrestling. Yeah, I, my my friend the other day was talking to me. He's like, you know, AEW needs another title, and I no. thought he was joking. And I was like, no, absolutely, less titles it makes all of the other ones seem less important. Yeah, you're saying like a North American title, but for the women's division. Yeah, I just feel like it makes sense because there's so many women there, and so much, so much, so many talented women that like they're they're gonna get the tag titles, like being in a forced tag team, like yeah. give them like a singles run. But well, we go to our next match: Chase U, Andre Chase, and Duke Hudson versus Pretty Deadly. And Pretty Deadly come out still all disheveled. Uh, they're they looking like bums. They're like pretty, not Pretty Deadly, Pretty, pretty Smelly. Pretty, pretty Shitty? Smelly. Yeah. Pretty Smelly come out. Uh, they say they still haven't showered. Uh, Duke starts beating down on Elton Prince here. I did love the reactions from Chase U. When they walked out still like in their like shirts and like, you know, raccoon eyes. Mm-hmm. Andre Chase and Duke Hudson were like, what the hell is going on with these guys as the match starts? Uh, Duke is beating down on Elton here. Tags in Chase. He's hitting Kit, Kit Wilson with a series of roll-ups. They're like rolling around the ring. Eventually, Pretty Deadly just start talking to each other and they stop fighting and they're like, what's the point? What's what's the bloody point? That was, they, that was great. That was so good. Like, they, you never see anybody just like legit just quit. Like, what the, Why what, do you even... Why are you, why don't even make quit? it if you can't even what, win? What if you just tell the referee, like, I quit? Just like that. We're like, done. That's the submission? That, that's Ring it. the bell. You, you lose the match. Yeah. Uh, Andre Chase doesn't know what to do, so he uh, tries to, like, keep them fighting when finally Pretty Deadly kick into gear. Uh, they start beating down on Andre Chase. They hit a, a running standing event Omega for a near fall. During picture in picture, they start to work now on Duke Hudson. But when we come back, Chase gets a hot tag. He puts both of them in figure fours. There's a DDT flatliner combo on both Kit and uh, Elton. There's then Duke who comes in. He's on fire. There's lariats and sentons. And then Thea Hale runs out, and she's acting like she's being chased by someone. Uh, at least she was awake and functioning. But as she runs out, she trips and falls and starts to sell that she's got some sort of leg injury. It's the Peter Griffin. (sighs) Duke is distracted, so he starts to take care of her. Andre looks over like, Duke, what are you doing? And Andre gets hit with the spilt milk. 
and pretty deadly somehow, even though they barely showed up to work today, even not in their gear, still squeak away with the clean nice sorry. Yeah, clean pin. Yeah. Clean win over over Andre Chase here and Chase University. But D is selling the the leg injury. And then as Chase, you sorry, as pretty deadly celebrating the ring, Gallus are on the perch and they're just looking down and they're like, Ah, you too, we want to fight you. So more yeah. Scottish British battling. And I'm pretty sure Thea Hale had all like the little yellow smiley faces all like on her as well. I'm pretty sure that's uh, I'm at it, but I'm pretty sure that's what she had. I have two random Booker T notes in here. Okay. For some reason he brought up Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Sure why he brought him up, and I heard him just say Axel Foley, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then at one point, uh, uh Vic was trying to shout out Kobe Kingston in the, the new day, and he's like, Well, we gotta give them a shout out for it. It's like he's still keeping that going with the, the feud with the new day. That yeah, true. <laughs> I, I just, I think the tag division. I think I really think Andre Chase and Duke Hudson should have won. They should have won Why on Saturday. You could have even done a title yeah. flip tonight, like if you really needed to do that. I just and like I you think- find out after the well, I found out after the fact that that was like his hometown. Yeah, like, I'm like Andre. Like really, they couldn't have done it. Like the one time they go to Charlotte, like you couldn't yeah. give him the title. Really weird that they went that route. I, I, I like Pretty Deadly versus Gallus doesn't sound that like that exciting either but yeah and they're both kind of heels i think i, don't I think know. pretty deadly's turning like baby faces yeah because they're funny right? bad for them yeah yeah i guess so pretty smelly well we go to drew gulak and hank backstage hank says hey drew what did you think of the sketches for my gear and drew says i liked it yes they were great he says sweet maybe i should put it on next week and and accept that wesley open invitation When Charlie Dempsey comes in, Regal Jr., and says, really, Wesley, you think you're ready for that? No, no, no. No, you're not. And Drew Gulak steps in and says, yeah, well, how about you give my boy Hank here a rematch instead next week? And Charlie says, yeah, I'd rather you give me a rematch instead. So it looks like we might just get that match next week. So wait, are we getting Hank versus Charlie or Drew versus Charlie? I'm not sure. I think we got. I think it was Charlie versus Drew is what. It, but they already did that match, right? So I feel like maybe they, they did it last week. Yeah, well, they've they done both, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking. I think you guys brought this up last week. What kind of gear is is Hank gonna have? So every week he always wears the same thing. He wears like the blue jeans and like the green shirt. So I feel like he's gonna have like a one piece spandex, but it's gonna be the same color scheme. It's still gonna be like the oh green my shirt, God, the no. jeans, kind of like a giant Gonzalez bodysuit, but like with his actual like spandex. It's, it's gonna be like a joke, right? It's gonna pay off to be some sort of like comedy act. They keep bringing up this new gear he's going to get. Well, like he he said on Saturday he, that Hank dresses like a plumber. So maybe Hank will come out dressed as Mario. Mario. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Mario gear with his mustache. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be Hank and Charlie. Cause Charlie was like, you, you don't even know how to win yet. So maybe you should face me and try to get your win back. So yeah, that's the match that's next week. Next week. Also Braun Breaker returns since retaining his title, Tyler Bate versus Waller, Roxanne and Satamura versus Katana and, and uh, Carter, and then the Wesley Open Challenge, which we think is uh, stacks. Uh, yeah, stack that could be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, unless they throw a curveball and it's like Dragon Lee, you know, it's yeah. like somebody who's Carl Fredericks, somebody Jay White and Hikaleo are having a loser leaves Japan match sometime this week. So it could be one of those two guys. Who knows? Jay White's got to be WWE main roster bound. I don't think he would show up here. Dragon Lee, though, I think could be a pretty. 
pretty big deal in NXT and could put on some awesome matches. Uh, he wasn't in the crowd, though, at Vengeance Day. You know, you know what's funny? I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I was comparing the Vengeance Day cards from the last couple of years, and I forgot that the last two years was the finals of the Dusty Classic, where the last year was the Creed Brothers. So they didn't do one this year. And you would think with Cody back in a company, he'll be there to, like, endorse it this time. So I'm surprised they haven't even done that. Maybe they're saving that for WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, possibly. Well, we go to our main event segment. Ding dong. Hello. <laughs> Bailey shows up here. Remember Bailey? NXT uh, icon. NXT legend. Where's Booker, Izzy? Booker Where's T either. The Booker T doesn't remember who she yeah, was. Booker doesn't know. Booker <laughs> doesn't know who this is. No. Uh, B- Bailey comes back. Uh, I liked when she was walking down the hallway and she's looking at the pictures of, of like herself in NXT history yeah. and stuff like that. She has a lot of history here in NXT. Bailey comes out though. She's in a sling. What happened to Bailey? She got hurt. Oh, I mean, she was in the match on Monday with Becky Lynch, the, the cage match, and it was what Lita was there. But I don't, yeah. I don't remember a spot where she got hurt, so I don't know. She's in a sling. She's got her glasses on. Uh, Bailey comes out. Is it ba- Bailey who does the Karen character? Because the people are saying Chelsea Green. But well, yeah. So people just gave her the Karen character. It wasn't like a gimmick, but people just yeah. called her Karen because of her new haircut. But Chelsea Green is legit, like asking the for the Karen. manager, like asking right. for different chocolates and all that. So yeah, so that's the actual yeah. Karen now. Uh, Bailey brings out toxic attraction, Gigi and JC, because she wants to interview them both and to, you know, bring them. So she's got an actual door. So when she comes and opens the door, ding dong. Hello. So both of them come out here and they sit down and JC Jane starts talking and says, Gigi, you cost me the women's championship this past Saturday. Gigi says, what? You're the one who got pinned. So how did I lose title? And JC says, yeah, well, Gigi, you look like a hobo that banged a Chucky doll. I was like, what? I'm like, does Chucky come on after this? Like, oh my goodness. Uh, on USA Network? Like, that was weird, weird. The crowd are in shock of what JC Jane just said. So Gigi replies Uh-oh, with, yeah. yeah, well, you were looking up at the lights. I guess that's what they call the JC Jane position. Oh, Jeez, wow. NXT yeah. is just so pushing it, pushing yeah. the, the line here. Uh, Bailey says, come on, girls. What's, why are you fighting? Look at you. You've, you've been toxic attraction for years. You've been friends for years. And they both agree like, yeah, you know, since coming here, it it has been us together. We have been friends. Bailey says you need a ride or die through your career. Trust me. You need that. We, we need that in our life or we could go our separate ways. We could leave each other or we could have one more run. We could, we could team up again and take the tag titles from damage control Whoa. as they both look at I, I, Bailey. You know funny? I didn't even like put two and two together. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense with Bailey there. That's a pretty cool direction, but they swerve us. Yeah. <laughs> so they challenge Dakota and EO, and Bailey's like, oh, actually, no, no, no. Uh, you don't want to do that. Trust me. That wouldn't be good. What I need you to do is hug it out. Yes. She says, let's throw it back. Let's, let's do a little throwback here. Remember that? Hug it out. Hug it out like the classic Bailey with someone in the crowd wearing the I'm a hugger shirt, which I still have uh, from when I went to NXT and got a hug from Bailey. So they go to hug it out and they do. So they hug it out. Toxic attraction is toxic again. JC Jane and Gigi are celebrating their music hits. They're posing in the middle of the ring. And JC Jane super kicks Gigi Dolan and picks her up. And throws her and smashes her head through kind the ding dong door. Kind of. 
Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go through. She didn't go through. So then she boots her in the head again just to like kick her here. This was right. pretty ridiculous and pretty funny. Like it was supposed to go through. This was this was clearly look, Shawn Michaels is running things here in NXT. Yeah. This was the barbershop. <laughs> Instead of the barbershop, it was a a front door. Okay, so I got something about that. So number one, obviously, the only reason they brought up Bailey was because so they could use her door, right? You have an a barber shop in your NXT storylines <laughs> with Carmelo, what the cut whiz, whatever they call it. Have them go there for whatever reason. You're have saving that for when he throws trick through it. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, it'll yeah. happen. Yeah, but um, yeah. this was cool. But like, as soon as like I kind of put two and two together, I didn't expect this. Honestly, I thought they're gonna like maybe go after Bailey and then maybe. Damage control comes out, whatever. But no, have JC Jane be the the Shawn Michaels of the two here. Look, uh, she was clearly supposed to go right through the door, like open. But it looked as if like she then kicked her right through it. And it was a boot through that door. Like the second attack thing was pretty violent. But JC Jane turning on Gigi. JC's going to be the heel going forward in this feud. I think that makes the most sense. I think Gigi would be more of the... The likable baby face, but you know what? A pretty fun segment to end the show. You know, and our, so our, Sean Michaels, our, our man behind the scenes put up a picture of the the the, yeah. the segment at the end, and like I'm looking at JC Jane, and she looks like Heartbreak Kid, like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, so like, she looks exactly like, like the, they they designed it and everything. Like it's perfect. So it's like this made perfect sense. And if you, I guess Gigi Jolin has maybe the Marty Jannetty like pattern going down there. So yeah, I guess it works. That's um, unfortunately Gigi Jannetty. Gigi, Gigi, no, Gigi's <laughs> gonna be the Sean. Come we'll on. Come on. But yeah, uh, that was the ending to NXT. That was next. That was up next. What are some uh, final thoughts on on NXT tonight? Because it was Um, our fallout, our hangover, Vengeance Day hangover, if you will. Yeah, it was a fun show. And honestly, like, and you can't say this about many shows, but there was a lot of like women's matches and there was a lot of like, you know, women's segments in the show. Like, like every other match was a women's match. You know what I mean? And like, you know, women of wrestling, obviously you see that and Impact Wrestling is pretty good with that. But like NXT has to give like its flowers, like, on like the way they treat the women's division. I feel like you had a lot of women's involvement and segments throughout the show. I I will say like NXT, since the 2.0, like there was definite lull and it's like a whole restart, a whole rebrand of like everything. But since then, I I will say like there has been characters that have been working. I mean, on, on both sides, the women's division used to be the strongest suit of NXT and the new cropper, like kind of finally, you know, coming into it again, someone to watch. I really enjoy Sol Ruka. I, I think yep. going forward, like I, I could see big things for her. Tiffany Stratton, even though she didn't wrestle tonight, is someone I, I watch. But like there, there's re- there, there's one in um, she hasn't wrestled on NXT yet. She's been in um, on, I have to get her name right really quick. She's been on level up. I think her name is Jacara Jackson. Okay. I want to say um, when you see yeah. her, you know, she'll automatically give you like Jade Cargill vibes. Yeah. Yeah. And, like her wrestling about. style is like totally different, but she's somebody who I can see be like really big And her and the kid Lions, I think were like really, really close as well. Cause they had a match on level up and they're both like smiling the entire time. Cause they're like best friends and everything. So it was kind of cool to see, but I can right. see her being like a really big deal. That's why it's another reason why I bring up like this, like North American women's title or something just to give them like a lot of these other women's uh, opportunity to actually hold the title. Well, there, there's like going forward, there's also Valkyria. She's someone that you could see a lot going into. Uh, but yeah, uh, going forward, we also have Dragonov who's back now. And that opens up like the JD McDonough feud. Those yep. are going to be some sweet TV matches, if even if it's just one. Do we get Carbello versus Dragonov as a number one contender match down the line? Like the, it, with him coming back, it definitely shuffles the board around of what could potentially be our stand and yep. deliver show on April 1st. And somebody in the chat brought it up earlier, but um, Nathan Fraser, I forgot about him. I don't know if he's like injured, but they can, where does oh, he yeah. been? They could bring him in, back. He could be in the, in the, in the hunter, all these matches. 
eight, you know, Axiom still there, obviously. Axiom, yeah. You, know, you got top, Elimination you know. Chamber. Yeah. They need do something. It. They need some sort of like scramble match, like something to do with. They like... just did the Survivor thing. That yeah, so, that's like, true. It would that's be true. weird. But like Melo Braun still is the big match, but Dragonov versus someone else also is is easily Dragonov Dragon Lee for Santa Deliver. I'm Oof. standing on that that hill like for it. sure. Uh, well, uh, again, going forward, it definitely excites me having Dragonov back because he's a character that definitely has my attention and will draw me into watch. I mean, I watch every week. You already know that you're listening to this show. But we do have some feedback from some people. Shout out Megan. He also sent us a super chat earlier, yep. uh, kind of going over some thoughts we had earlier about Nash Carter. But he also wrote in our Facebook group. I mentioned we are from Poison Rana. Go follow our Facebook page. But we also have a Facebook group. People post feedback and comments and questions for the show and we read them on the shows just like this one Megan wrote in pour one out this was the end of toxic attraction as we know it remains to be seen who out of the two ladies will have the higher ceiling the super kick into the door had sean's fingerprints bailey being there was nice so much for the main roster call up to a division that is starving for tag teams anyway a passable show that that a big return from Dragonov and next week has another big return with Miko Effin Satamora. Melo JD was a match of the night and NXT is humming along nicely off the heels of Vengeance Day. Yeah, and it's somebody we totally haven't even spoken about in the women's division, Cora Jade. Like, what happened? Like, she's supposed to have a match last week, right? Against Lyra, and then like Yeah. Don't mention today of her. I'm not sure what's going on with her, but maybe that'll be the Dabakato thing. Maybe like to introduce her, you know, returning with him as a bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, that could that could work. Well, we got also last one here from Frank who writes in. I'll read this. Let me let me let me read Fire Frank. Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. I got it here. Booker was on a good one all night tonight. Briggs and Jensen throw a nice party. I can't believe Gigi tried to jump through the door to escape like a coward. With Mako returning next week and Wesley ex partner being in the news, might we see the return of MSK? Mako Salamora's kids. Shout out to witches. Remember that time? <laughs> oh, I, yeah. We tweeted Wasn't that, that out. We called them? Yeah. Mako Salamora's kids. Because I found the picture with all three of them. And, like, I tweeted it out. And they all loved it and shared it. Like, that was uh, one of the, the rare viral cheats. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that would be a sweet I forgot team. about that. That, was that would be the team, best yeah. team, though, if it was oh, just yeah. those two with Miko. Like, fight against any trio in the world. That would, that would be sick. But, yeah. Uh, thanks, Megan and Frank, for writing in. Thank you guys for listening to us here on the post-wrestling feed. And uh, reminder that uh, we have our Poison Rana feed, which you should go follow. Search Poison Rana, one word in your podcast app. Hit that subscribe button as well for all the shows. Me and Davey will be back Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern time to talk all about some Dynamite, some SmackDown, some Raw. I know he's gearing up for the Elimination Chamber and their trip to Montreal with John away. So we're looking forward to that. Follow that. Our Patreon as well, patreon.com slash Poison Rana. But Sino, thank you for filling in here. Uh, I sh- I'm sure Davey had a drink in our honor here tonight somewhere on a beach, but uh, let the people know where they can find you. And I would love to let people know that they can find you on shot in the dark every week. And they should listen because like, you know, wrestling, maybe you don't watch all of it in a week, but Sino, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Do. Um, every Thursday, shot in the dark, where I talk about all these shows, AEW, AEW dark elevation, uh, MLW with their new show uh, that just debuted tonight. Actually, I magically have a report on postwrestling.com right now that was done Whoa. somehow while I was recording this show. So that's the magic. That. You're such a that's, workhorse. I know. It's like the Wizard of Oz. I can't reveal my secrets. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that. I talk about um, the Ring of Honor. There's rumors of them supposed to be taping soon. So whenever that launches, I could possibly be talking about that new Ring of Honor show. Do I have to sign up for Honor Club to watch it? I don't know. Like, I don't want to, but we'll see um, how that is. But I'll be covering that, obviously, whenever that launches. And uh, yeah, what up, though? We'll have a new episode. Uh, you know, check your your po- uh, Poison Rana 
podcast in your feed. It will pop up there in a couple days or so. Yeah, you guys are doing it this week or next week? Uh, I think this Friday. Yeah. Oh, sick! Yeah, this yeah. Friday on the Poison Rana feed. There you go, people. Go check it out because it's it's definitely one of my new favorite shows. I love you guys doing that. It's it's been awesome. But thank you guys for listening and supporting at Poison Rana Pod Twitter, Instagram, and even TikTok for you Gen Zers out there. Even TikTok. Thank you guys for listening. We love and support you guys as much as you love and support us. And thank you to Wei Ting who was running our stream yard here tonight because man, I could not. Uh, figure stuff out but he did yeah for it was, us, so. when, he, when he when he showed up the graphics i thought it was like in some like time like a uh, twilight zone episode I, I was like in an episode i was in rewind the raw somehow like i was like what's going on here like these graphics popping up right now uh i i will say thanks way even though you wished baron corbin on us on oh, nxt i know uh, it's gonna happen it's gonna, like it's gonna happen right it's gonna come back with a mullet like just imagine i really back. i really hope that doesn't happen Uh, All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And goodbye.